Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Let's go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and Blues Analyst Joe Vitale joins us every Friday morning here with Michelle and Dan and Randy on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Joey. How are you doing? Excellent, Randy. I'm doing excellent, man. Thanks for asking. How are you guys today? Good. Are you happier after the Blues win a game? Like, Does the result of the previous night's game at all dictate your emotion when you wake up the next morning? Yes, in a great way. And not me personally, but my, my son Harper especially. When the Blues win, he's in a better mood in the morning. And when he's in a better mood, mom's in a better mood. And when mom's in a better mood, dad's in a better mood. It's kind of got that weird trickle effect. So these Blues, a lot's riding on the line. And that's why I show so much excitement. It's not really about uh, the, the, uh, the fandom uh, of this team, how much I love this team when i am got the, the energy and the calls. It's about... It's about me. I'm selfish at heart. You know, it's about my son being happy, my wife being happy, and ultimately me being happy the next morning. Happy wife, happy life, Joe. We've all learned that, right? Oh, man, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> well, Joey, the Blues broke a, a losing streak last night, and after the loss to the Coyotes, Craig Bruby did not mince words. He said that the team was lacking energy and that they needed to pick it up. And, of course, you want to see them get the win last night, but I think a lot of us were also pleased with the effort and the intensity. Yeah, no, the, the effort, the intensity was there. Uh, this was a team that, you know, you start the season and everyone kind of forgot about them, you know. And, and I talked to some of the players about this. And, you know, I was talking about Colorado and Vegas a couple months ago. And, you know, Tampa, could they go three-peat? Is it possible? You know, and then the Blues were kind of, they were kind of forgotten about, right? The drama of, of Tarasenko, that was making headlines. And it seemed to be that uh, he wasn't going to be moved. Was it going to be a distraction? So the Blues were a team that, uh, for better or for worse, was kind of, kind of swept under the rug as a team that's probably not going to be there. So they start the season, and, and they had a chip on their shoulder. You know, they had a lot to prove, and they wanted to prove a lot of people wrong. And it started on that road trip when they went to Colorado, then Arizona, then Vegas, and they swept that road trip, and they started the year 5-0, and and they were just off and running. Then, you know, you're 5-0, and and, and this is just the, the human psychology. Well, what happens from there is you, you start feeling pretty good about yourself. Man, we're, we're better than we thought. And then other teams around the league start to recognize that. And they say, oh, these blues are for real, so we got to bring our A game. And then maybe at times you feel like you're better than you think you are. And then you kind of you kind of pull away from that, that team game and you kind of start doing some individual stuff. You know, case in point, you know, Robert Thomas, again, uh, a player that he knows, he, sh- he knows better, but he turns the puck over in Arizona behind the back pass, you know, 20 feet away from your own net. They score. And, you know, that, that to me, there was a difference in the game. 
So plays like that that weren't happening the first couple weeks of the season, they start to creep in because, again, you're, you're playing well, you're, you're leading the division, you're leading the conference, and you kind of get a little bit relaxed. But I think, you know, losing four in a row, then, then the psychology starts to shift. Okay, we've lost four. I talked to the team, some, some of the players yesterday before the game. There, there was definitely some fragileness. There was some um, tentativeness in, in, in their speech. There was some fragileness. There was, they weren't quite sure anymore, and that's what happens when you lose four. So I think when you lose four and that fragileness starts to creep back in, then, then what do you do? You have to lean back on that team game. you got to get back to the group. you got to get back to what made you successful in the first place, and that's playing that, that team identity of grinding it out, shift after shift, playing on your toes, playing physical, and that's something the Blues really got after last night. And, and from top to bottom, the goaltender on out, everyone was at the very top of their game. It was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, that was uh, they were flying, and I, I thought the power play was just awesome last night, Joey. And and, and you mentioned Robert Thomas from the day before, and the, the, the puck was just finding him. Cairo was all over the place. They, they just seemed to have a, a little extra gear last night. They did, you know, and, and Robert Thomas and, and Jordan Cairo are, they're becoming just some really fun players to watch. Yeah. You know, I, I've spoken about Jordan Cairo quite a bit about how he brings you on the edge of the seat. At least he brings me on the edge of the seat. But now Robert Thomas to me is going to really join that, join that category. You know, you, you go back, you go back over the last four to five years and under Doug Armstrong and Bill Armstrong, who was the assistant GM. Now he's in Arizona. There were, there were these draft picks that were happening and, and this is how, Good teams are built. You have to draft well. And now we're starting to see the benefits of, of some really good draft picks with Thomas, with Cairo, Clem Costin, even though he spent a couple of years in the minors and he spent one year in KHL because of COVID. But some of these some of these pieces are starting to kind of peek their head out and say, hey, these were good draft picks. Um, they're meaningful draft picks, and they're helping our team win. Scott Prunovich, another one who, you know, Dan, as you know, was in the game last night, his second NHL game. He gets his first career point. He's up there with that second pairing with Justin Falk. I mean, a kid that was um, in college a little over a year ago, went into Hobie Baker, he's now playing 20-plus minutes for, for a great team, just pushing to lead the division. So a lot of great young pieces are starting to kind of peek their heads out in this organization. So it's a good balance of the veterans and O'Reilly's and the Perrons, uh, the Tarasinkos. But now you got this next wave of this, this youthful team, and, and we'll see how this thing kind of shapes up. But this, this could be a situation in the next couple of years where these young guys really do kind of grab this thing, take over, and then the veterans, as they age, can kind of filter down to play that kind of second, third-line role, which is what they need to be doing uh, at their age at, the, at that time in their career. So you really got to commend not only the, the drafting of Bill Armstrong and Doug Armstrong, but the coaching of Berube and staff to groom these kids to get them ready, but ultimately the ownership of these players, these young players like Kairou and Thomas and Prunovich, that have really kind of jumped on the scenes, grabbed this thing, and are really starting to take control of it. Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. And, Joey, we will not have a show next Friday, so you can take Black Friday off or you can go shopping if you so desire. But I have a question about Thursday because as a guy who can find his way around the kitchen, are you the turkey guy in the Vitale household? So I'm not. I, I, can't, I can't take it on anymore. Too many kids, Randy, unfortunately. But what we do is we, we have everyone over at our house. It's going to be about 50-plus this year in our house. And it's kind of a cool thing. We... We gather everyone together, but everyone brings something. So I actually got the text message chain out last week. Who's bringing what? My brother Sam and my, my brother-in-law Aaron are doing the turkeys. I always take care of the mashed potatoes. My, my wife always does the stuffing. And then it just kind of goes from there. So everyone kind of brings something. Because, you know, at the end of the day, people always say, what can I bring? What can I bring? 
And I, and I used to say, oh, don't worry about it. Just bring yourself. And now I'm like, I'm too busy. Like, yeah, bring something. Bring whatever you want. Bring an extra babysitter. I don't care. Like, I, I, need, I need hands. I need help. I need food. I need everything. So now everyone kind of pitches in, and we kind of do our thing. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's an Italian Thanksgiving. It wouldn't be an Italian Thanksgiving if we didn't have some sort of meatballs and spaghetti, which my dad will be participating in. And then, uh, as, as you guys know, we've talked about this before, Godfather. Godfather is going to come on uh, at some point throughout the evening. It's a Thanksgiving and Christmas special in the Vitale household. Uh, nothing like seeing Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in their prime, black and white. Uh, the Godfather, the greatest movie of all time, will be shown with adults, with the kids. That's, that's where I saw my first guy get shot. I was like four years old. It traumatized <laughs> me. I saw Robert De Niro with a, a rag around the end of a, a muzzle, and he shot this guy. I was it was a little it was a little hard for a couple of years. I got through it, and uh, I think it's kind of uh, one of the things that the kids need to get used to. It helps mold the young ones, right, Joe? Yeah, it helps mold the young ones. You know what I mean? That's a good way to look at it. You know, so uh, you know, a little violence early on in their life. Uh, again, if, if it's the Godfather, it's okay. Anything else, not so much. But no, we're looking forward to it. And uh, we live in Kirkwood, obviously, so. They have a turkey trot that comes flying through our town, so the kids will be all, all geeked up and excited about that. The Blues are actually in Chicago on the day before on Wednesday. Or, excuse me, they're in Detroit the day before on Wednesday, and they play in Chicago the day after Thanksgiving. So the team's going to be in Chicago, but I think Curbs and I, we're going we're gonna to road trip it. Once we get into Chicago, we're going to try to drive through the night just so we can be home with the family because uh, when you're that close, it's, it's hard to stay away. So we're looking forward to that day. Joey, what's the dish that you make? I know you're the bread guy. Does that mean that you're on stuffing duty? Because I know you're whipping up something in the kitchen. Yeah, it's going to be the mashed potatoes, you know, Michelle. That, that's, that's my thing. That's what I do. you got to go with the Yukon Gold. Um, it's the starch level. It's the starch level. Yukon Gold is the best for mashed potatoes. Um, it's a bit of a science. I know probably a lot of people out there listening are going to be making mashed potatoes. If I could give just two pieces of advice that'll take your mash to the next level. Number one, after you boil your potatoes, you got to drain them, throw the potatoes back on the pot, back on the stove, and stir them aggressively. And what's going to happen is you're going to see all this steam erupt, okay? That's good. You want water out of the potatoes. Get out of the potatoes. You want as much water out of the already cooked potatoes as possible because then what happens next is when you throw the butter, the cream, the milk, whatever you're going to throw in, the drier the potatoes, the more they can really soak up, right? You really want them to soak it up good. So that's number one. And number two, it's a, it's a bigger piece of kitchenware that you're only going to use once a year, but it's worth the investment. It's called a ricer. It's like a big old press that you put all the, the cooked potatoes in, and then you basically press, I think like a garlic presser, but this is for potatoes. And you press it, and it kind of goes through this, these little teeny holes in the sieve, but it makes the best, the creamiest mashed potatoes. And then the more the more butter, the better. But uh, yeah, Michelle, that's that's kind of my thing. It's, I got it down to a science. I'm a little I'm a little kooky, a little crazy about it. But uh, at the end of the day, it makes a good uh, makes a good mash. Joey, you're always fun to have on the show. We love you. You're the best. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Have uh, a nice run here up until Thanksgiving with the St. Louis Blues, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Randy and Dan and Michelle. You guys have a great Thanksgiving as well, and uh, stay safe, stay warm, and we'll be talking to you guys in a couple weeks.